to the Rockman Show. It's time for Rockman to give his opinions, his views, and his thoughts on life and rock. So grab a beer, buckle in, and get ready to rock. Last week, I gave you this feedback about the piss greens. And, uh, you know, splash guards in urinals don't really do what they should be doing, which is protecting your fucking pants from getting piss on them, which we talked about this last week. But, you know, I put it out there to the ladies, and I said, you know what, when you squat on that toilet, if you're sitting on that seat, you know, if you, your flow is fucking going, like... My flow could go sometime in the spit screens, and then the splash goes up, and we know what happened. I talked about it last week. I'm not going to rehash that. But I talked to a lady tonight, and I said, you know what? When you go pee, if you got a full stream, you've been drinking water or beer or wine or whatever the fuck you drink, is there, like, residual that can splash up on your... I'll be politically correct. Vagina. You can say pussy. I don't care. Pussy, vagina, it's all the same thing. But if you got that flow, does it splash up into you or on you? Which is actually worse than the piss getting on my pants. But except for when you walk out of the restroom, people are like, oh, that guy pissed himself. There's fucking piss all over his fucking pants. She said, yes, it happens, and it's called Poseidon's Adventure. And I'm like, huh, I fucking like that. It's fucking beautiful. 
Poseidon's Adventure. So when the piss splashes up on the water like you're at sea, unfortunately for a woman, it goes into her vagina, which is kind of like, I guess you need a wipe at that point. Welcome to the Ragman Show. Hey guys, I have special guests tonight. I have the metal fucking munchkin. She's here, and I got her boy Nick. So welcome to the Ragman Show, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having us. So, Munchkin, I know this is weird because I'm your father. Yeah. You were shaking your head with this whole Poseidon's Adventure thing. So I guess that does happen to a lady. No, I, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I'm not comparing it to what a man may feel, but I know definitely when a girl is going to take a leak, you know, like, sometimes it can get a little bit messy, but, you know, we have the option to wipe it up. Like, we're not, like, in a urinal where you kind of don't have any option. And if you kind of wipe your dick, you kind of look like a pussy. Because then when you're a woman, you're in the stall and you kind of wipe it up. But I sure. mean, I don't know how it feels to be a man. So I guess Poseidon is real for a woman. Yeah. I mean, I've never heard that term, but. See, I feel like it only happens to women if the toilet water is like abnormally high. Like if the toilet water is at like a good height, like unless you're just like, your stream is like insane. Like there's no way it's going to splash up. Like, am I right? I mean, it honestly just like depends on how bad you have to, you know, go number one. I mean, it's got to be full stream. It's got to be a heavy stream for it to like splash up, right? Honestly, I've had some. I mean, this is very awkward talking about this to you, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've had like a light stream before, and you know, it just decides to go sideways, and I can't really help it. Wow, side. I am. I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like, I don't know. It just kind of depends on the day. Depends on the stream. Depends on how you want to pee that day. I don't know. That's pretty fucked up. That's your kid you're talking to. Hey, I'm asking a question. She's female. That's. It's fucked up, but kind of erotic. Dude, I will whoop your fucking ass, and so will Nick. Oh yeah. Bring it on, motherfuckers. He's in a booth. He's 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 like a badass up there. Damn straight, motherfuckers. Hey, suck my dick, buddy, you motherfuckers. John, that's against contract policies. You better not say that again, sir. Dun, dun, dun. So anyway, let's get off peeing. Let's yeah. just say welcome. This is the first time the Munchin's been on my show in very a very long time. So we are going to get into musical discussion, which I guess we should. So, and we've got Nick here too. So I like, as you know, bringing in younger folk and talking about musical upbringing. I know hers, but I have talked about how she has morphed into from, I guess, me, or she was like Hannah Montana, shit like that, to doing more of hard rock, classic rock, metal-ish, some of the stuff, uh, Daddy's Girl, and then she became a woman, and it became, well, this is what I like, so, uh, Nick, let's just ask you real quick, I mean, your upbringing, I mean, you told me a little bit earlier, you were, uh, I guess, sheltered a bit, so as far as, sheltered as in TV and stuff like that, I don't know about music, so were the parents, like, strict with music, or is it more of just TV you know, and stuff like that? Honestly, no. They never really questioned what I listened to um, as far as music goes. I see one core memory 
back when I was like in elementary school and y'all y'all real rock lovers are gonna hate on me for this and honestly I'm not even a huge fan of them anyways but my dad every single time we would be on the way to baseball practice he would play Nickelback oh really <laughs> yeah so that's I listened to a lot of that growing up and then my dad introduced me to like Led Zeppelin um, Boston was probably like one of my dad's favorites my dad also really liked Van Halen so like whenever I really started listening to them I was like wow like this is like some really really good music Wiggles. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I ever watched that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hit the button. I, I don't... <laughs> fucking John loves the Wiggles. It's yeah. fucking weird. He's... I don't even know his age, but he's older than me, and he jerks off to the Wiggles. He jerks off to the Wiggles. That's... Damn straight, I the guy in the yellow shirt, motherfucker. That's interesting. Yeah, to say the least. He's a weird guy. He's a weird guy. Uh, we all know that. So, no uh, John. the the Munchkin, she was a Wiggles fan <laughs> for for years. So, I would say, uh, musically speaking, that may have been her first. Uh, John, stop playing the fucking Wiggles. Oh my God! <laughs> it sounded like a show to me at first. I'm not gonna lie. It is. It was a Disney oh, it show. Is? Oh, and yeah. they sang these guys from Australia. Yeah. And. Uh, that may have been one of the first musical acts. That was your first concert, I believe. Yeah, and I got asked up on the stage, and I got like given a rose. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't there. Uh, also, your 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 mom was there. Yeah. I wasn't there for that one. Oh, I missed that one, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, and that's also the first time I had my first sip of Dr Pepper. I remember. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, my grandma gave it to me. Your Ralph. mom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How do so. you mesmerizing? <laughs> oh yeah, I was in love. It was like the first time I ever tried alcohol. You know, speaking of drinking, I'm fucking thirsty, Mr. G. one tonight I've got uh, the green it's from the green cheek brewery out of Orange County this one's called cutie wootsy it's a double dry hopped hazy double IPA let me open this bad boy Dude, why do you get fucking off to me opening a fucking beer? It's so ironic. I say this every fucking week. Why do you ask the same fucking question every fucking week, dumbass? I'm not a dumbass, dude. I just think it's fucking weird that someone jerks off to me opening a fucking beer. Stop making it so fucking ironic, okay? Okay. Thank you. So, anyway, I've got, like I said, the green cheek, QC Woosie. Uh, double dry hopped, double IPA. 
I'm gonna pour this baby in a can. I'll tell you a little bit about it. Oh fuck! Look at that. You know what, John? You get hard at me talking about opening a can. I get hard pouring a beer. Oh shit! My kids here. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Hey, I say stuff. Whatever. So uh, there's no actual description on this beer. So I will actually talk about it. So let's talk about the label. The label's fun. So Green Cheek has. It's like a parrot thing. That's sort of like their logo, uh, and, or like their mascot, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and this, it says on the side here, it says, drink while smiling. I usually drink and smile with a great beer. So, Cutesy Wootsy is the little parrot guy coming out of a flower, and there's little bees. Everybody's fucking happy. Um, label, I don't know. It's, it's okay. It's, it, it doesn't drive me crazy. I know Green Cheek makes fucking amazing beer, so that's, you know, I'm going to buy it regardless. If I see the little fucking parrot guy, like, I, I know what I got. I know I have something good. So, Cutesy Woozy, I, I guess it's kind of funny because it's spelt wrong, and they have the little fucking little daisies and for the O's, for the Woozy and over there. So, anyway, the important part is the beer itself, which is fucking hazy like a motherfucker. Uh, looks like pineapple juice. Um... Uh, good amount of head on there i would say fuck me at least uh an inch of head and the lacing is amazing on this glass it's not going away uh so appearance is a fucking four by far let me uh, give a little sniff test motherfucker you know i'm about to come in my pants now because this is fucking amazing um Fucking fruity, sweet, creamy. I know this is gonna be creamy because it just, oh my God, it smells so great. So, uh, Nick, you have a beer. Munchkin, you have a beer. So I'll clink here. Oh man, uh, lots of citrus. It is creamy, it's full. John hit the horns. This is a fucking four. All right, Nick, what are you having, man? You've got like a sour. Yeah, this is a Urban South Brewery called the Spooky Spilled. It's the flavor notes are nerds, pineapple, and white chocolate. But Fuck yeah. I really don't taste the white chocolate. I guess it could just be like the sweet element of it, but I definitely do taste the nerds and the pineapple, and I'm a fan for sure. This is definitely more of like a smoothie sour rather than like a traditional sour, but I, I definitely prefer the smoothie sours more. Knock it out of the park. So, uh... As, as far as the, the can, what do you think of the can? The cans are kind of cool for them. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I honestly, I really don't know what to look for in a can myself, but I would say that the design is pretty interesting, to say the least. Yeah, it's yeah. It's got a little, uh, it's like a demon hand kind of like looking like a hellish creature, like grabbing like an eyeball, and I guess that kind of goes with the spooky spilled title perfectly. And then in your beer, it's actually green. I know. <laughs> so it's like it's kind of crazy. I know. It looks like a green milkshake. It really does. And it's got like this froth on the top. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I guess it's just part of it. So out of a... So we on the show, we rate beers from one being worst to four being best. Four is the best? Yes. And you can do halves. So would you give was, it a four or three and a half? I would say 3.75. 3.75. Okay. Don't have a four there, so uh, I'm kind of embarrassed. I'm not even going to have the Munchkin rate her beer. No, I don't really want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that would be embarrassing. So yeah, I, can't. I tell you what, let's play some music. Uh, I'm going to hand it over to my lovely daughter, the Metal Munchkin. 
Why don't we play a song? Doesn't have to be metal, doesn't have to be hard rock, but just has to be music. I don't care what it is. It can be any style except for country. Country is not allowed on this show. Okay, well, what I was going to say wasn't going to be country. It's actually going to be classic rock because I'm not going to lie. Like, this song has been stuck in my head all day. So I feel like it might be a little bit appropriate. Sure. Yeah, um, I would say um, Angel by Aerosmith. Good song. I dig yep. that one. Let's do a little Aerosmith. Getting into music, um, so Munchkin, tell me a little bit about your upbringing. I mean, I'm your dad. I know where a lot of that came from, but I would like to get your perspective on, you know, early on. Again, we, you know, we joke about the Wiggles, you know, but a lot of kids start out with kids' music and shit like that. But as far as when you tell me about what age you think you really started discovering music and your evolution within music as far as, okay, well, I realized that I liked rock and roll or rap or whatever at this age, and this is how I morphed. So in the beginning, I, I think I influenced you because you were in my car and I'm playing the music all the time, and I always wanted to raise you to be a metalhead, and we went to a lot of shows together, but I think just being you, I mean, I think, all parents that love music, they want their kids to love the music they love, but you're an individual, you have individual feelings and tastes and stuff like that, that will tell you, hey, it's what I dig, you know? And so I'd just be curious, even though I think I know most of it, I don't know if I've really ever asked you this question in that, you know, when did you really discover a music style you liked, and then how did it move on from there? Um, so, to be completely honest, so I grew up with you, and Daddy Boy's been my idol, the one I looked up to, and so I always more leaned towards your music case, so when you would play the classic rock, I always, always, always loved the classic rock. That's always had a special, like, place in my heart, 
Um, and I've always loved that. But I think when you started introducing me into the more heavy stuff, even though I'd go to the concerts with you, it's just because I wanted to spend time with you. I don't think I ever truly liked it. It was just I was trying to like what you like because I looked up to you. But when I kind of look back on it, and that just being the classic heavy metal side, my mom, she grew me up with like Whitney Houston, the Fugees, um, Lauren Hill, like a bunch of kind of soul, like R&B music, and then I would listen to like Pink and all that kind of stuff, and that made me love like that, like the really deep, full soul music, and I found a love in that all in itself. And then there's my grandpa, and he introduced me to like Willie Nelson, very old country, 50s music, so then we're getting into Frank Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald, and I've always, I think in myself, strive for a place of independence. So what I kind of wanted to do was, as soon as I could understand what I liked and that I liked all of it, I wanted to find a mix of that of my generation because I wasn't going to have somebody get into the car and being like, oh, what are you listening to? And I'm like, oh, Frank Sinatra. Because they don't know who the fuck that is. Like, they don't really care. Like, I wanted to find something now in the moment. But I've really, truly always found a very sincere connection to rap music. Um, and I think with all the R&B, the soul, and then I'm getting like, old like Ella Fitzgerald, I mean um, Frank Sinatra, Louis Armstrong, um, all that kind of stuff. I'm kind of getting more immersed into that. I'm like, oh my god, I love soul music. Like I love the music that they put out. And then I'm like, oh my god, wait, but I love classic rock. Like I love all that kind of stuff. So I think that kind of the soul side immersed me more into the, you know, like older rap music like I love like 90s hip-hop like Tupac, Biggie, 3-6 Mafia, you name it and even some current rap as well and then the classic rock side I think that that kind of pulled me into a more indie type of genre so I think that everything I learned while I was growing up kind of built on to what I'm into currently but I'm also into the old stuff but I think that it kind of set me up for my music taste of the now as well. Explain your music taste of the now. Well, hold on. Before we go there, um, so you mentioned rap, you mentioned the classic rock vibe, and some of the metal stuff, not being totally into a metal person, but you also, I mean, something that I've gotten into that I'm not huge into, but it creeps into my music the newer music I listen to is more of a rap, kind of a heavy metal vibe. Right. And that's something that's never appealed to you, correct? I mean, like the the type of like, I want to say what you like is rap, personally. I would say that what you like is kind of more like punky. I've never been into pop music or like punk rock. I think like they're more immersed into like Machine Gun Kelly or anything. I, I don't like that. I think it's in no offense to you, but I think it's fairly cringy and I, it's just not my style. Like I want to kind of puke when I get it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just being honest. I got you. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that you like it and I'm glad that you're kind of 
trying to be into these like 2023 type vibe like you're trying to get into more you're not trying to stay because i know a lot of dads you know like your age that have had kids that are my age they're like oh like all that new stuff it's all shit like that's all bullshit like but you are like oh well you know what i'm open to looking into these other genres and trying to find new bands and i'm trying to go out and i want to hear them and i want to experience it and i truly admire that about you so even though i'm not into it i'm still very very happy that you're like like for example paramore like i grew up with paramore and the Mm -hmm. fact that sorry dad i'm gonna have to expose you but the (laughs) fact that the only exception the song came on in the car while i was in there with you was like holy shit my dad likes paramore yeah, I actually like them. I, I have like three or yeah. four songs. And on I my fucking playlist. love Paramore, yeah. It's weird that we had that connection there. Absolutely. That's the last thing I think I was expecting. Well, I tell you what, let's play a song. How about a little bit of I Prevail, a little body bag, which got a little bit of a mix of some really intense metal with some, a little bit of rap. Let's check it out. Telling you to bite down, and face it You're never gonna do much, you change shit When all you say is fuck that, fuck this Don't let them slide down from your side Lights out, embrace it Your heart is beating faster, face it Still you go on and on and on and on Oh my god, you shot your fucking I did want to ask you before we go into the territory uh, that Nick had asked about was, okay, I want to know, as far as classic rock, because we used to sit in the garage, and we had a routine every Sunday that it was basically a routine to go out and listen to music and for me to drink beer before you were old enough to have anything. And we would go out there and listen to so many bands. And we had, I have fond memories because you're like, Dad, let's go. Every once in a while, your mom would go, uh, but a lot of the time it was just you and I, you know, or even the backyard or whatever. Yeah. So um, out of those moments and those bands we listened to, there were so many. So it could be classic or something a little more current. It's a band I'm thinking of that I know you love that we sang to together and listened to a lot. 
but there were some classic rock bands that we just were our bands, right? So just pick one group, one song right now. We'll play it and tell me a fond memory if you have of that. And I'd be curious to know. So I don't know why. Um, this is I, it's not random because it was very relevant at the time and I think if the right to rock doesn't know I'm more immersed in the singer world and I remember my dad and I were on our old back patio and we were grilling for the night and it was just him and I and the sun was setting and it was just a good very very good moment and gone too long by the answer, came on, and I'm not saying my dad never compliments me, it's just like, whenever I started singing one to the song, he says, kid, you're very talented, like you sang that so good, and I was like, damn, well thank you, and ever since, like, that's the song I put on when I miss my dad, you know, and, um, I don't know, I just have such a fond memory of that and I don't think that that's something I'll ever be able to um, forget. John, shut the fuck up, dude. That was a fucking tender moment. I tell you what, fuck that guy. I just hit the button. Yeah, fuck but, John. Sweetie, that, that was very touching, for real. Uh, let's play some answer, the answer gone too long and this is a song that she and I sang together so many times listened to on repeat so many times and it's a special song to us both so let's check it out said there was a time that she would go to metal shows I took her to see Udo Dirk Schneider Evergrey luckily I mean she got to see uh, ACDC the last tour with Brian Johnson before they tour again or play again or whatever uh, the last Black Sabbath tour she saw a lot of great shows Cheap Trick, Kiss, Poison 
all these great Def Leppard, all these great bands. Um, but then there was like a swing, like what happened? And your music changed, like it seemed like to me overnight, but I'm sure it was a gradual thing or you're like, dad, I really like this stuff, but I'm scared to tell my dad because he loves his music. So answer that question and then tell me, you know, maybe your first band outside of the rock realm that you really loved and maybe still love today. And then we'll go somewhere else. So I definitely was always super, super nervous to tell you that I didn't like this like super, super heavy stuff. Like, okay, I love Evergrey, but I only, but to be honest, I only like one song. Black Undertow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, absolutely. I don't like I don't like the other stuff, but I like that one song. So it's not saying I don't like it completely, but I'd be, I wouldn't I wasn't gonna be like, oh, Dad, this is so fucking horrible. Turn it off. Like I don't want to go with you. Like I would never do that because I love spending time with you, but. Um, I think that I truly, and this is going to sound kind of weird, but when I went into middle school, there was this artist that came out named Fetty Wap. <laughs> and I loved Fetty Wap and I loved Drake and I loved all this kind of stuff. But my dad always talked shit about rap music. <laughs> so... I was like, fuck, like, I can't tell him. So I would just, like, put in my earbuds. Hey, Bunchkin, <laughs> if I can call you that, Peter's gonna hate you all say it. Say it again, John, I can hear you. Peter's gonna hate. Okay, well, I don't really give a fuck what you say, John. I don't either. <laughs> yeah, nobody he, he's trying to be friends, dude. Don't yeah, even no, I don't, I don't want to talk to John. Okay. So, anyways... Um, I love, like, Fetty Wap, I love Drake, and I was like, oh, fuck, my dad's gonna kill me. Like, because yeah. my dad was, like, music, no matter work, no matter his ex-wife, no matter me, music was his outlet. And that's something that I bonded with him and I shared over, so I was like, I can't tell him that I like the opposite of what he likes. And it wasn't country, but it was rap, so they were pretty tied for first place of his most hated. <laughs> So I was just like, okay, I'll keep it to myself. And then I think I was going to try out for a talent show. And God bless my soul. I was very young. And like I said earlier, I've always wanted to be a singer. And I decided that I was going to sing um, a Celine Dion song. God yeah. bless my heart. And I was horrible. I, was, I wasn't even trying to sing the way that I do. I was trying to do Celine Dion. And you told me, Dad, you were like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's for you. Um, oh, fuck, what was the song? It was, um, it was the one that it started with, like, there was nights when the moon was so cold. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck, what's the name? I don't remember the name. But it's one of her biggest songs. And you were like, ah, kid, I don't think that that's your song. And I was like, fuck. And I was like, okay, maybe I should switch back over to classic rock. But yeah. no, I was definitely, definitely very terrified of telling you that I like something other. But you know, it's funny. I, when I was younger, not that your grandparents listened to, uh, they knew that I was a metal guy and a rock, hard rock guy at the time. But there was a band called Simple Minds, who you know. I love Simple Minds. And there was this single that came out, Alive and Kicking. 
that I was like, it was my fucking secret stash. I bought the 45. I love that song, but I was so scared to tell any of my metal friends that I liked Simple Minds. And to this day, I still love them. And not all their stuff, right? But they have some great music. And once you get older, you realize, well, it doesn't really matter what other people think about your music taste. It's about what you like. If they don't like what you like, well, fuck them. Who cares, you know? That's the way I look at it, too. But I felt, I guess maybe it was an overpowering dad in the fact that I love music so much and my music, and I want everybody to love the music I love, or did. I've grown up since then, and I accept it and stuff like that. And my palate has opened up musically. Um, But back then, it was like, Metal or die. If you don't like metal, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool, and fuck you. You know, the whole thing there. But I get it. And then you didn't want to disappoint me. And I get that too. And I, I feel bad for that, you know, kind of. But yeah. it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a different dynamic. And being such a music fan, and I know guys like me that are like so big music fans, they want their kids to be as big a fan of the music they love because we love it so much, everybody's got to love it, especially my family. My kids got to love what I love. And it's interesting that you don't. It's not interesting. It's more like, well, fuck, you're a separate person. Yeah, you are my flesh and blood, but you have your own mind. You don't have my mind. And you're going to like what you want to like. And I respect you for like, you know, I get in your car and I don't like the music you play. And I give you shit for it. But I respect that you like it. And you're like, Dad, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to play what I want to play. This is my car. And the same goes in my car, as we know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, I make fun of you all the time for playing fucking punk pop music. I'm like, what are you listening to? Um, like Machine Gun Kelly when he comes on. Like Emo Girl or whatever. I always give you shit. You have Shelby to thank for that. Yeah, I always give you shit. Um, but I will never want you to blame yourself for pushing me into classic rock. Because honestly, and this is gonna sound and thankful in like a weird way, but it's always a conversation starter. Like whenever I meet my friend's parents, whenever I meet, you know, at my job now, I'm working with older people. And so the fact that I can be like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Or, oh yeah, I remember when Da, 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 wrote the song and even though I did grow up listening to older music even l- listening to older music it made me love older music not just in the classic rock genre but in the you know classic soul genre like the old soul music the old rap music so I'll be talking and I'll be like oh like that sounds like a da 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 song like a what whatever artist I decided to mention that day song. And people are very, very impressed. So I will never, ever, ever blame you for that. And I'm so very grateful that you made me cultured and you made me so immersed into this classic rock type of music. And I'm grateful for my mom to have done that. And I'm grateful for my grandfather and grandparents who have done that as well. Because now I feel like I'm just more immersed in that world that's made me found my biggest passion in this life, which is music. 
Yeah. So I will never blame you, and I never want you to feel guilty about that. Well, I remember when you were younger, your mom would be playing, because she liked alternative, too, right. and some punk. Right. And I like pop punk, so it's different. Uh, but she'd play The Cure, <laughs> and she would call me and laugh. She goes, oh, the munchkin's in the back seat, and she is complaining because I'm playing The Cure and saying how much she hates alternative music. So I used to think that was fucking funny as fuck. Yeah. I don't know if you like The Cure now, but bands like that, alternative, you like you call stuff alternative that I see more indie now, right. but uh, it was funny because she, she liked the R&B stuff, more pop stuff than me, but she did, her roots were punk and alternative when we met, and then she morphed into what she's into. I, I have no idea. I've talked to her in three years, but... I don't know what she's into now, but that was her upbringing as far as music when we met, you know, years ago. So, kind of interesting how your musical chase, uh, mus- musical tastes change over the years. So, real quick, and then we're gonna get to Nick. You're gonna be on the uh, under the spotlight, but uh, what is uh, what is your genre now? Your favorite genre? Give us a song. You're going to play a song later on, so keep one in your back pocket. And the one in your back pocket could be whatever you want to play. It could be the Stones, Zeppelin, whatever you want to play. Or Floyd, or whatever. But, right now, your favorite song. Tell us a little bit about it, and tell us about a little bit about the artist, if you know anything. If not, it doesn't matter. But just tell us, you know, what you like now. Your favorite genre, if you can pick one. In your favorite song right now, or just your favorite song right now? So, this is not my favorite song in the world. By any means, my favorite song in the world is More Than Words by Extreme. But I would say, and this is so fucking random, and I'm so sorry. But I would say the song, the first song I want to get into my car and listen to is Poppin' My Collar by three six mafia because i'll get into my car and i'll put it on and it just gets me in a great fucking mood no matter if i wake up on the wrong side of the bed or i stub my toe that morning as soon as i get in the car and i hear ever since i can remember i've been popping my call it just makes me so happy and i get ready for work and i don't know that's honestly i would say my favorite song at the moment all right, let's play it. A little what? The, what are they called? Poppin' my Kala by Three Six Mafia. Poppin' my cherry is out. Poppin' my collar. I hear cherry. Collar. Cherry. John, you're a fucking idiot. Shut the fuck up. All right, poppin' my collar by somebody. Three, six, mafia. Yeah. Uh, ever since I can't remember, I've been popping my collar. Popping, popping my collar. Popping, popping my collar. Uh, ever since I can't remember, I've been working these holes and they better put my money in my hand. In my hand. Uh, ever since I can't remember, I've been popping my collar. Popping, popping my collar. Popping, popping my collar. Uh, ever since I can't remember, I've been working these holes and they better put my money in my hand. I know you the sicker the sicker When you see the rims flicker The paint dripper Ice in my brains glitter I straight flipper The cheese like the pancake 
breaker Bowling from trees like the leaves in my handbreaker Project Potter, attracting damn pizzas I'm dirty sucker, breach break gold teeth I'm out here making sense, cause I'm out here making dollars I keep a bad bro, dough and she a pop collar She just another hoe that I met in the hood I told her I was crunchy black and it was all good She might as well go ahead and suck on my wood All right, that was interesting. Thank you, Munchkin, for coming on. It's been long, too long for you being on the show. Yeah. So, anyway, I do want to mention something um, that's kind of interesting that I was at a brewery on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, when you go to like a truck stop or a brewery or wherever you're at, a bathroom, usually bathrooms that are a little bit more questionable or places that are questionable i mean you're not going to go to ruth chris and see graffiti on the wall but in like a truck stop or you know a brewery or a dive bar whatever you're going to see hey call roll for a good fucking blow job or leanne can suck your dick for five five cents or five bucks or whatever it is but i was in this brewery on Wednesday, and I saw something, and I was like, I haven't seen this. And they etched, it's not like they wrote it, they etched it in the wall. So this person in front of the urinal thought it was very important to let people know that uh, he was thinking of something that was very important called Pussy is Tight. <laughs> But he didn't actually spell pussy right. I mean, he spelled pussy right, but not tight. It was pussy is tigged. He forgot the H. And uh, I was like, what fucking guy does this? <coughs> Sorry, I, I... You don't spell pussy as tight as T-I-T-T? No, there's an H, sir. Fuck. So, I guess we know the culprit. It was John. Um... But why would somebody think it was important to write pussy is tight on the wall in this brewery? I mean, my kids here. I can't go there. I can't go there. But it was just so random to see there are all these scribbles and then pussy is too good to. I'm like, what the fuck? I, it was, I was so intrigued I took a picture and I'm, in, I'm, I'm very close to posting this in my posts but I'll probably get canceled on Instagram and Facebook and all that so I won't do it because my mom sometimes looks at this stuff so probably not a good idea I tell you what before we get into Nick let's play some new extreme because the Munchkin mentioned it they got a new song they got a couple new songs but we're going to go with Rebel and uh, I gotta say, my brother, he's a huge fan of this band or this new record, this new sound, or whatever they're doing. And we talked about the other one, but uh, he's like, his wife's in the hospital. And he's like, bro, have you heard the new extreme? I'm like, hey, your wife's in the hospital. So I got, I had to get in the car. I had to fucking drive and get a fucking burger. I'm like, I get that. He goes, but have you heard the extreme? I was like, no, I haven't. I didn't even know they had another song out. He's like, how's your wife? 
I'm getting a burger. Hold on. Have you heard the new extreme? I was like, is your wife okay? Have you heard the new extreme? I'm like, all right. Okay, let's hear the new extreme. This one's called Rebel. Shut this fucker down. We've been dragging on. It's been a lot going on tonight. But we need to know where Nick's head's at musically. Nick is a quiet guy for the most part. He's very astute. He's a student. Makes good grades. He knows how to make money. He needs to teach me one day because I'm fucking old and I don't, I don't have nothing to do. I don't have a pot to piss in. Maybe I do. Maybe I'm bluffing. I don't know. But, Nick, you told us a little bit, aside of the Wiggles, you don't know the Wiggles, (laughs) but musically, you said your dad kind of raised you on uh, classic rock and stuff like that. So, kind of give us an evolution of from where your dad's influence was, which I thought was very fascinating with the Metal Munchkin of, I mean, growing up with her being her father, whatever, that where she came musically and she's told me stuff tonight that I didn't know. So it's a very emotional show. But with you, I'd be curious to see, you know, your father basically raised you on a lot of stuff I did with her, but mine was more of a metal background and hard rock. But I actually love the classic rock stuff, which she was a still a fan of but I tried to introduce her into a lot of harder heavier stuff some she liked more of the heavy metal stuff she liked but the heavier more aggressive stuff was not her piece of pie or whatever you want to call it so so tell us Nick where is your head musically so I would say you mean you mean right now or do you want me to go? Well, back just kind of your that? evolution of like so. Dad got you into classic rock, Van Halen, Boston, Led Zeppelin, bands like that. So did you just was that your jam for a long time, or 
did you're like, ah, Dad, okay, thank you, but I like this. So let me just give like a little backstory before I kind of get into it. So I think when I was in like the fifth or the sixth grade, I was at my grandmother's house, the house that my father was raised in. I was going through his old bedroom and I found some old records. And these records were like, like I said earlier, like Boston, Van Halen, Led Zeppelin, like just to name a few. And you know, like I talked to my dad and I was like, so like, these are yours, right? And he was like, yeah, like that's like what I listened to back in the day. And you know, my dad, at least right now, he's not really like a huge music person. He just kind of listens to like the radio and like MOB radio and stuff. But, you know, I took it upon myself to like, he, he actually gave me the records and then I took it upon myself to, you know, go on Apple Music and start listening to these tunes back when I was about like 13 years old, like 12, 13 years old. And like when I started listening, listening to it at first, like I didn't really know what to think. And then I kind of revisited it when I re, excuse me, revisited it rather back when I was about, I would say a sophomore in high school. And I like, I, I, I remember listening to Stairway to Heaven and I was just like, this is like the best musical creation ever. And like, I'm sure a lot of people would agree with that. And there's also a lot of other good Led Zeppelin songs. You know, it's not just like Stairway to Heaven. Not everything is centered around Stairway to Heaven, but... And then I, what I really got into was Boston. I truly think that the guitarist of Boston is one of the best guitar players of all time. Yeah, like, Tom Schultz is amazing. Like, bar none. Like, just so good. And then after that, and see, my dad was actually never into Pink Floyd, but then my mom introduced me to Pink Floyd. Oh, wow. And that's when I found my favorite song of all time. It's called Time by Pink Floyd. Let's play it.
That's a really good question. You know, after that, I really see. After that, I really got into Van Halen, and I would say that I, I don't know if you would consider Van Halen more classic rock, like slightly hard rock, because I feel like it's like a good mix of the two. Like you could really could really be considered either. Um, I really got into Van Halen, and they're they're definitely one of my favorite bands of all time. The one song that I love by Van Halen the most, I would say, is probably "Running with the Devil." Um, I don't okay. know if you've heard that before, but oh, of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, you've, you've, definitely, you've definitely heard that before. What am I thinking? Um, but yeah, Van Halen's definitely a really good one as well. And then I kind of got into Foghat a little bit. Foghat, they're not my oh, interesting. Yeah, they're not like my favorite, but they're they're pretty good. And then one question I actually wanted to ask you, yeah, is what is your contention with the Red Hot Chili Peppers? <laughs> I, okay, so. I saw them back in the day, and they, they their first couple records were okay, uh, or actually pretty good. They're the one, Mother's Milk was the last one I think I liked, uh, which was really funky metal, or not metal, but funky hard rock. Uh, Flea was doing some cool shit on the fucking bass, and after that, they I feel like they kind of sold out. Uh, they did that record... I don't know if it was right after Mother's Milk, but the one with Californication. And I was like, you know what? Uh, it's not my thing. I don't dig them anymore. They're not... I mean, they're, I was never a huge fan, but I liked the heavy funk vibe that they, they gave off. I saw them at Lollapalooza, and they were good live. But I just lost interest. The music-wise, to me, they went from a heavier band to something a bit more commercial. And I think they chase the commercial dollar, which I get, and you're going to make a lot of money that way. But a pure musician, musical fan like myself, that's like in it purely for the music and not the hits and not the you know, you know, we got to get a song on the radio guy. Then, you know, it, it wasn't my thing. I, I didn't dig them anymore, and so now. I think I heard Californication so many fucking times I can't hear it again without just cringing. Just like Guns N' Roses, like Sweet Child of Mine or any of those fucking Guns N' Roses songs, I fucking turn the channel. The only band that's been played to death on the radio that I still like is ACDC. They, they still, I mean, if I hear you shoot me all night long, I will listen to it, you know, or... Highway to Hell, or any of those great songs, or Back in Black, I'll listen to those songs, but if it's like uh, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, I don't like them that much anymore either. Red Hot Chili Peppers, all those bands from that time where they just got fucking ran into the mud on fucking radio that you just, I can't, I cringe. So I turn to the channel. The Metal Munchkin is dying to say something. Well, what about the Stones? You say only ACDC, but what about the Stones? The Stones, Zeppelin, Beatles. Yeah, 
I think I will say this. I think those songs to me, they resonate more with me as just so well written, such great songs. And if you go to, I mean, to Red Hot Chili Peppers credit, they wrote great, some good songs. Guns N' Roses too, but they get ran to the ground. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that at the end of the day, I think the songs written by the Stones and some of these other bands are just better. And they don't die. They don't get old. And the other ones, that they're good songs, but after a million fucking times hearing them, you're like, I'm done. I don't need to hear that song one more time. I'm fucking done. Well, no, I absolutely agree. It's just like when you didn't mention the Stones, I was like, wait, what? Well, I and I agree with the ACDC as well. I think, too, though, when I hear Back in Black, I'm like, ugh, this fucking song again? Well, I mean, there's certain songs from certain bands you're like, I don't want to hear that again. Right. I'm done. Well, I mean, Californication, I mean, I never, props to you, grew up with the Red Hot Chili Peppers or anything like that. But I've always, 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 always found the love for the Stones. It's actually so funny now that Nick is talking. um, On him and I's first date, him and I were actually bonding about... um, classic rock music and I, I I looked at him nervous as I was and I, I looked over and I said have you ever heard uh, Beast of Burden by the Rolling Stones he's like no I've never heard that song I was like play it I think the Rolling Stones, and I, I agree with ACDC and Led Zeppelin. I agree that those are all number ones. I think the only ones that are overplayed are like probably like, like you said, Rock House Chili Peppers, Green Day. Yes. Yeah, especially Green Day, um, Metallica, and probably others that aren't coming to my mind right now. But. Well, I'll tell you right now, even like with the Stones, I love the Stones, but like Paint It Black or... Yeah satisfaction some of those songs like 
I can't. I don't want to hear that again. Forget about it. I don't, don't even play it live. Please don't. But it depends on the song and how well written it was and if it stands the test of time to where it never gets old. And again, a lot of it's due to terrestrial radio, which is all they're going to fucking play. Like Nick had mentioned earlier in the show about Nickelback, which I liked them when they came back, but now I can't listen to them because it's just like, it's nauseating. That it's like, fuck. And they get, they get the shit kicked out of them by people all the time. People just fucking ragging on them. But I don't know. It really depends on the song and how good it's, how well it's written. And if it can stand the test of time. So uh, there's a lot of bands. Like, I think if you think classic bands, I mean, even Kiss. I love Kiss. And it's funny, with Kiss, I don't listen to all the classic stuff. I listen to stuff that was recorded in the 80s with different lineups and stuff like that. That's on my Spotify. I don't have the classic stuff like Strutter or Firehouse or uh, Hotter in Hell or Dr. Love or any of those Love Gun. I don't have any of that stuff on my Spotify. It's like stuff off of Amalize or these random records. Like even the one with the uh, fuck Carnival of Souls or Revenge or Creatures of the Night. I have those songs from those on my playlist that I don't have the classic stuff. Though I love that and I grew up with that. But you know, I still love those songs. But okay, I'm done. You know, a little bit. You know, but... I don't know, it's weird. It's weird. I'm weird with music and the songs I like or love or whatever. So, wow. Nick, thanks for taking us on a tangent. <laughs> so, so I answered your question, I think. So, why don't you follow up with that? So, I actually have a question for you. And I don't know, I, I honestly don't even know what type of rock that I would consider this band. I would say they're like maybe alternative rock. What do you think of Creedence Clearwater Revival? They're classic rock. Easy, easy. Oh, yeah, yeah. They came out in like the 60s, 70s, something like that. So, And they wrote great songs, and people have done great covers of their songs. So they're very well-written songs that people want to cover. And some guys, in my opinion, have done them better than they do. But they're still a great band. They're still a great band. I think they wrote good, really good songs. Uh, I think there's a lot of problems personnel-wise with the band members. They didn't get along. That's part of the problem. So John Fogarty actually tours alone and Credence does his thing or their thing. So I'm not sure what's going on with them anymore. I hadn't really followed it, but yeah, I honestly, I I don't follow their new stuff. Really. I just kind of listen to like their older stuff, like back in like, I would say like 69 through like 72, maybe. So like way before my time, even like before my dad's time, my dad was like probably seven years old during that around seven, eight years old during that time. So yeah, the Creedence Clearwater Revival actually wasn't one that my parents introduced me to. I kind of found them on my own. I heard one. I heard Fortunate Son in a movie. I forget what movie it was, but I just thought it was a really good song. And then I figured out that it was that song. And then I started listening to those other songs. And I just that's that's also one of my favorite bands. I would say. Nice. Well, I tell you what, we're getting short on time here. So Nick, we're talking to you, sir. So where are you at musically now? And tell us your favorite song, and we'll play that right now. 
See, that's a good question. Musically, right now, I'm kind of all over the place. Um, I already said my favorite song of all time earlier, so you're going to have to give me like five seconds to think. Give me one, two, three, four, five. That's fine. I, I would say my favorite song right now is Killer Queen by Queen. It's just a song. Really? really? So you're still etched in the classic rock vibe. It's not like you're into rap or any of these other styles. It's you're still a classic rock guy. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't hate rap. Like, it's just... See, I like rap from, like, like the early 2010, so, like, 2010 to, like, 2015, I kind of like, but... Just the stuff that's been released recently, I just, it does, I don't like it. I, I really don't like it. And I always, I'll go through phases where I listen to classic rock, you know, for a long period of time. And then I have to kind of give it a break. But I, I always end up coming back to it. It's, nice. it's just, it's my favorite type of music, 100%. So I tell you what, let's play some Queen, Killer Queen by Queen. She keeps in a pretty cabinet she says, just like Marie Antoinette, a building remedy for Chris Job and Kennedy. At any time, an invitation you can't take. Caviar, cigarettes, well versed in etiquette, extraordinarily nice. She's a killer, queen, got body, genetine, dynamite with a laser beam, guaranteed to blow your mind. All right, Munchkin, it's your turn. You're going to pick whatever song you want to play before we finish up. Uh, and you're on. Fuck. Um, I'm going between my favorite song and what I think I should play. Whatever. Your favorite song. What's your favorite song? I think I'm going to go with my favorite song of all time. I know I mentioned it earlier, but More Than Words by Extreme. More Extreme, a double shot. Play something new, something blue, something borrowed. Nobody's getting married that I know of. Could be me. You never know. Ragman could find another lady. Well, he found a lady. But would he marry her? I don't know. She want to? 
All right. If you're listening, honey, are you going to marry me? Tell me. Call me. Text me. She didn't listen, so I won't hear shit. Ow! All right. So anyway, uh, I'm going to play the Amity Affliction. It's a brand new song called Not Without My Ghost. Guys, thank you so much. I hope you dug the show. Uh, so I'm honored to have my daughter on the show and her boyfriend, Nick. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. And hey, my eyes got open tonight. And they were partially closed when I started. And then they opened up all the way. I don't even know what happened. How does this work? I don't know. These are questions I got to answer to myself. Or I could ask the cat. There's a fucking weird cat in this house. He's fucking fat and he's old. I don't know. He's over there fucking sleeping. He's like, I've had enough. But anyway, um, thank you for the kind words. Thank you for listening every week. I really appreciate it. This is a labor of love. I don't even know who you fucking listen anymore. I hope you are. People are saying, hey, I listened. I was like, what would you hear? Uh, that thing. I was like, what thing? A thing about the thing. I was like, oh, you heard the show. Liar. Anyway, uh, seriously, thank you for listening. Thanks for the comments. I really appreciate you checking in every week. But before I let you go, we're going to do something special. Because we got three people here. And we could do three of these tonight. Three bigs. Holds up.
another crazy ass nigga.